Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. Where he is, from Auburn University, Bulls Jackson. The correct Auburn Arena time is 9.03 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast harbored by the friendly folks at collegeofmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It's I, at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter. You'll find me at Son of Crow on Venmo. Thanks for stopping by. To the one side of me, the rumor monger, Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for a brand new shirt, a home field apparel peacock t-shirt. I'm so excited. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It, this I didn't have any like input on this design or anything, and it no, is but it's gorgeous. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I am not the creative type, so I would not have had any help there, um, or been any help there. But uh, yeah, the the headband, the uh, little AU on it, it's, it's perfect. Now I want to put something it's out there. Everywhere. They don't pay this podcast a dollar. They are. Unfold Apparel is not a sponsor of this podcast. It's a sponsor of a great many other podcasts. We just like it. We we do these commercials for free. If they'd like to sponsor this podcast, they're more than welcome to do so. However, we just we just enjoy comfortable vintage collegiate apparel, especially when they make shirts based on movements started by members of this podcast. Would they would they have any gain by sponsoring this podcast? No. Because I mean we're we're pretty deep in the Auburn internet, I think. Right. Like we're not like oh, we're not on Twitter, but we listen to Orange and True. I don't think there's very many no of those one. people. Yeah. Uh, and pretty much anybody on Auburn Twitter knows home field at this point. Right. So like I don't think we could introduce a single person. No, we're the dark web of Auburn Twitter. <laughs> so this podcast <laughs> is we're Silk Road down here on Auburn Twitter, Silk Road. Uh, to the other side, I mean, giving the full Fort Payne ASMR, a man who knows all about the Silk Road, the AU Chief. No, oh, the sound of a peahen, which is the female peafowl. peacock. Yeah, peafowl as they're called. Uh, the the yes, you're right. The peahen and the peacock or peafowl. Is is that the one that chased you into the, the family of geese as a child? Uh, no, I don't believe that's the exact one. No, in Valley Head, Alabama. There's a rad one at um, the Montgomery Zoo. Which shout out to the Montgomery Zoo. It is a great way to waste an afternoon. If you've got kids or don't have kids, and you're like, "What am I going to do today?" Montgomery Zoo is a good time. First place I ever saw a peacock, and I was just absolutely fascinated by it. Was the uh, uh, Atlanta Zoo. They let them just wander around? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great yeah. thing about zoos. They'll just let the peacock. Everybody else has to be in a cage. Yeah. Peacock's just wandering around. Well, apparently peacocks are like, you put them in a place and they're like, yep, this is my home. This is it. So they just they just don't <laughs> go anywhere. They they roost up in a tree usually. Uh, uh, extremely 
uh, I don't know what you call it. Uh, not loyal, but uh, just territorial. Just, they don't, they're homebodies. They, you know, they are they, homebodies. There we go. I actually know a couple in Austin that have a peacock in their neighborhood mm-hmm. that just has chosen their neighborhood, and that is where he lives. And he'll like do his full plumage and walk down yeah. the street. Just walk down the street. And they're like, well, I've, uh, I, uh, I was an old hangout. I looked into it, and uh, apparently they're very messy and uh, loud. So uh, probably not a great, perfect mascot for Roman Twitter. Then now we're. Oh talking. yeah, I just uh, I just can't keep one in my backyard. Thanks to that, I uh, I have thought about keeping chickens though. Fresh eggs. Can you keep roosters in the city limits of Auburn? Can you can wow. you can have one rooster and like a certain number of hens in, in your house or oh, at your I'm house? A man. Ryan, you want to talk a little bit of football? I told you if I if I hear one mention of Auburn football on tonight's podcast, I quit on the spot. All right. Well, it's in the show notes that we're going to talk some football. Got one very important headline. He no longer plays at Auburn, if that helps. Uh, CJ Uzuma going to the Super Bowl. He might be hurt. I mean, he is hurt. He might be able to still play. Uh, I think it's a MCL sprain, but. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been really cool watching him the last couple seasons. He kind of had a slow start to his pro career. Uh, so he had an Achilles injury, I believe. Um, well, and he was but, he had the he had the classic Auburn like tight end development program, which was really not, not be a tight end in Auburn. Yeah, yeah. You look uh, at what he was doing in the NFL, and you're like, what did we? What did we do with him for four yeah, years? It helped, cool it helped catch against Mississippi State. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow, Nick Marshall, and I know they're similar, but... <laughs> yeah, right. Same same arm strength, same uh, accuracy, yeah. Yeah, I remember, they, I think it was on this podcast that one member of this podcast said that Joe Burrow wasn't that good. Yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I did that. That was, that was that thing that I did. He wasn't good, to be fair. To be fair. Before, uh, before he had just uh, some sort of epiphany against Auburn in the last, like, the waning minutes of the game. Fingertip uh, away from not winning that game uh, by yeah. Sean Davis. And then, after that, bit longer. and then after that, suddenly he's all-world. Yeah. Uh, he's, 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 uh, is, is he our favorite quarterback, uh, like, non-Auburn guy right now? No, oh, for I sure. Don't know why, I don't know why we, people want to like these guys that play for these teams that we don't like. I, don't, I actually don't hate LSU as much as – the, the normal Auburn fan sure. does. They don't bother me. In the jo- Joe Burrow did give Auburn some props at one point. Uh, All these people happy for Matt Stafford. What are you no, doing? No, not going that. No, 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 no. What not are you far. doing? Those people were not at the 07 Georgia game. Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow's fine. I, I don't he's fine. He's fine. I don't hate Matt Stafford, but he's a dog. Like, why am I happy for him? Sure. The 07 Georgia game, I, man. Yeah. I do understand why, um, uh, listener, uh, Nate uh, would like he's a he's a uh, Detroit Mid- fan. Matt Stafford at fly down the field on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, I I also this think is that, uh, closest Detroit's getting to a Super Bowl. Right? Yeah, yeah. Eminem's playing the halftime show, yeah, and, uh, and uh, the Rams Matt are hosting hosting the Super Bowl, which I think is the first time ever. No, it was. It happened like what last year or two years ago, and that was the first time ever. Oh, okay. Was it? Yeah, I know it's no, been like. Well, because it, it, it was going to be the Falcons a couple years ago. 
And they lost. Still a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, guys. This is way too much football talk. But hey, what about the most important talk. thing? Fort Payne native Evan McPherson <laughs> won another playoff game. Well, he's a, at, he's a Florida Gator, though, Chief. Well, his brother's not. That's true. And uh, he's a he's a Fort Payne Wildcat for uh, Alabama High School Athletic Association soccer state champ. Fort oh, nice. Payne. Tampa Bay Buccaneers played the Super Bowl in their home stadium in 2020. Ah. Yeah. Of course they did. And won. uh, They did. Did you guys see the Cyclocross World Championships? No, we didn't. That sounds like it's time to talk uh, basketball now. Okay. Can't say that I did. Well, (laughs) real quick update for those of you interested on this. Tom Pitcock won uh, from Great Britain. Yes, he won because probably... Tom. 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 Pidcock, P-I-D-C-O-C-K. Okay. Pretty close. All right. All right. He won uh, <laughs> really because the two best cyclocross racers in the world weren't there for various reasons. Injury and, I guess, just Is this the, like, uh, on dirt stuff? Is that what the... Cyclocross is riding a bike that looks like the bikes they ride in the Tour de France in, like, off-road. <laughs> and they have okay. to... So it's, like, rally biking. <laughs> yes. And you... Okay. Here's how it works. The laps are like two miles long. When the laps include usually sand, hurdles, um, stairs, hills, and crazy turns. When they finish one lap, they have to estimate, the scorekeeper estimates how many laps they can take place in about an hour. And so that's how many laps they have to do. So they don't, you don't, when you go into it, you have no clue how many laps you're about to do at this course. When you get through lap one, about Somewhere in the middle of lap two, they announce, hey, there's going to be nine laps today. There were nine laps. And uh, Pitcock won, notably because, number one, that's the first title for the Great Britain in this event. Number two, he's the Olympic mountain biking champion. Mm. So he's right. the first person ever to have both of those at the same time. Shout out to him, Pitcock. He's peacocking for all of us. <sighs> You should make that meme for uh, yeah, first time. Like, people are like this is je ne sais quoi. Um, all right, we played Missouri in basketball. Yeah, probably Auburn. Play, played it. Played as a loose term. Well, uh, there was a game. Auburn a basketball game that we were basketball yeah, game. participants in. Auburn One. scored. One. Uh, Auburn scored fifty-five points in the whole game, which is usually about a half of Auburn's offense. Um. Pretty lousy game. Missouri did an incredible job of of they doubled Jabari sometimes before he even got the ball, like before the catch. They did an unreal job at just hassling him. Took him completely out of the game. It didn't help that he also was ice cold shooting. But yeah, that two also two of fifteen from the field. I mean Credit where it's due, they did a really good job on defense against him. They also limited the amount of transition buckets Auburn got by, like, Missouri didn't turn the ball over that much. Like, neither team did. And in my opinion, that was not great for Auburn. Because, like, <laughs> we need to turn you over. Like, Zepp Jasper and Katie right. Johnson create havoc, get the ball, and we get out on the run. 
we're not like a team that has to run. I don't think like we're not a like one of those Roy Williams Carolina teams where like the fast break is the offense. But we're we're not an, an incredible half court offense team still. So if we have to play plotting, dribble it up, use all thirty seconds of the shot clock basketball, it's going to look like like that a lot of times unless we're just making shots. Yeah, yeah, they definitely weren't making any shots. I mean, this was the worst shooting performance they had in years. I mean, it, it was basically the the Ole Miss game in 2019 that we lost at home, um, but somehow they found a way to win this one. Well, it was it was the first game that uh, literally nobody was playing very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, we played really well, especially in the second half. But uh, but other than that, just nobody was on. And uh, and that's what happens. Um, and I the the only person that was able to turn it on at any point was Katie Johnson, and uh, he's the one that ultimately ensured that we won the game. Um, which thank goodness for that. Uh, yeah, it was five point. five points in the last like minute and a half or so. Yeah, and you end up winning by one. So we, that was pretty big by Katie there. We split the four yeah. factors. Um, in a, like as you said, a miserable shooting performance, not by by really either team. Auburn shot a woeful thirty four percent efficient field goal percentage in, to Missouri's forty three percent. One the turnover value, like a, a turnover percentage, like I mentioned, um, turning the ball over twelve percent of the time we had it. Missouri only turned it over seventeen percent, which is not like that's not miserable. That, yeah, that's that's average. That'll win you some games if you can keep yeah. your turnover percentage under twenty percent. Right. But Auburn twelve percent is like nothing. We had like no turnovers. Yeah. yeah. Auburn on the season is sixteen percent. Yeah. So twelve percent really good. Um offense offensive rebounding percentage. This, this game. was the game right here, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is Devin Cambridge just basically did this. Yeah. Missouri only rebounded twenty four percent of their offensive rebounds available to them. Whereas Auburn rebounded forty nine percent of its available offense, <laughs> yeah. so essentially every miss was a 50-50 ball. Yeah, and we didn't which, shoot you well. Were missing as many shots as Auburn did, that was huge. We didn't yeah. shoot well, but each time we shot it, we got it back, <laughs> got another chance. Uh, there, what was the crazy stat though? Like Devin got like Devin had nine offensive nine. rebounds in this game, and it was like so he had, he had nine rebounds for the game. <laughs> yeah, he had nine rebounds for the game. All nine were offensive. All nine in the second half. Yeah, and he didn't. Did he uh, score? Uh, four points. Four okay, points. he had a couple putback misses. Yeah, yeah he had a. Well, no, he had contributed a contributed to his offensive. Rebound. He had that That's one. Right. Ooh. This is like we coaches used to all the time say this about if you can't, if your shot's not falling, find another way to impact the game positively. Yeah. This Devin's, is a thing that that's been Devin all year, yeah. and Devin has decided they don't need me to score. I'm going to find new ways to impact the game like positively. And up until this game, it's been play ridiculous defense, get decent rebounds, and be in the right spot on offense. In this game, it was, I'm, we're not shooting well. I'm getting every single one of these rebounds available to us and give us another chance. And it, it won us the game. Devin Cambridge, yeah. Yeah. as much as Katie Johnson won us the game, Devin Cambridge won us this game. Yeah, we, I mean, it, without those rebounds, we're just 
wasting those possessions. I mean, there were still a few of those possessions that ended up being wasted <laughs> because we just couldn't no. hit a dang yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah shooting 34%. Uh, but the only reason we won this game was because we took 18 more shots than Missouri did. You don't see that very often. I mean, normally it's, you know, within 10, over 10 is a lot, but 18 more shots is yeah. absurd. Okay, Johnson. Um, I mean, that's that's Devin's nine rebounds. Yeah. I mean, Devin had nine. Jabari, right? we, we said Jabari played terribly, and Jabari was five rebounds. points, ten rebounds. Yeah. Like he is, he, yeah. That was the thing about this game is it was not a low effort performance by Auburn. It was just nothing was working. <laughs> yeah, just couldn't yeah. hit anything. Like, it's Jabari five and ten, Devin of, four and nine, Walker Kessler thirteen and twelve. They did the opposite of my game plan, which is to just hit all your shots. Right, make them uh, all, make them right. all, and keep them from making theirs. They did that pretty well, uh, but they did not make all their shots or almost any of their shots. I think Katie Johnson, someone on the Slack, described him as allergic to losing. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that. So Magic Johnson. At one point, was a commentator, Ryan, and it went terribly. Yeah, it wasn't good. He did he commentate like he tweets exactly. If you uh, yep. Imagine his Twitter <laughs> yep. account being a person speaking at a game. That's kind of what it was like. Um, but he, every single time it would get late in the game, he would just over and over again say it's winning time, and he would like like the the playoff thing. I would say. You know, Michael Jordan takes the ball across half court. It's winning time. And that would, be, that would be like his input. And what he meant was, at this point in the game, and they actually named a documentary called It's Winning Time with Reggie Miller. But I digress. He, his point was, this is the time of the game where someone decides they're going to win it. And when it's winning time, Katie Johnson decides well, we're, where we're going to win it because I don't want to lose it. And for better or worse, like Bruce talks about this with KD Johnson all the time, like you have to take the good KD with the bad. Mm-hmm. For better or worse, I, he decides, I am not passing this ball because if we win this game or lose this game, it's going to because I made or missed these shots. Yeah. It, it, really, there's not that much bad with KD. Like, well, he'll he'll like against Oklahoma at least. He had a couple of drives that got. Blocked right back in his face because he forced a layup into three sure. people, hoping to draw a foul. If you don't get the foul, it's ter- a terrible decision. Right, but then he did all. He got the foul a few times. You got so, the foul, yeah. Like, uh, like, but it's not. You you would expect somebody that plays the way he does as high energy that's going to drive as much as he does full kind speed. Of a ton of turnovers. Right, he had two turnovers against Oklahoma, uh, against Missouri. Let's see, he had. Uh, Two, yeah, two turnovers. I bet by the end of the year, his turnover to steal ratio, personal turnover steal ratio, is probably five to one. Oh yeah, <laughs> or something crazy he, like that. He is maybe even more. He's not a turnover hall. He's not a turnover problem. He is a, you know, I might get the ball blocked and they might get it. I might sure. miss the shot and they get a rebound. He's a liability in that respect, but you take it because he also will decide, get on my back. We are, I'm going to make these layups in traffic and get to the line. Yeah, three point play because he's money from the free throw line. Well, there was there was one right. point in in that Missouri game. Uh, 
where he, he was just yelling at everybody yeah. during the timeout, <laughs> just going off. Uh, and I, I couldn't tell what he was saying, but it, it, I imagine it's like something along the lines of "We're not losing this game." Yeah, um, with some added uh, words in there. Yeah. Gee, golly, uh, you so, guys. Yeah. Gee, Willis. Thirteen point four turnover rate. The only better on the team is Walker Kessler, who's thirteen point three percent. Well, yeah, that guy uh, Katie Johnson has a 4.6 steal percent. That's 21st in the country. And he gets uh, 5.3 fouls drawn for 40 minutes that he plays, which is top 130 in the country. That's ridiculous. So he's, he takes care of the ball, yeah. he steals the ball, and he gets fouled a lot. That'd be, that's what you want and out he of a guard. Shooting, that's also a good shooter. I think he is shooting something like 60-something percent from corner threes. Insane. If he gets to dribble between his legs, he's like 90%. <laughs> the confidence on this guy is just through the roof. His corner three-point percentage, I can't remember. I think it was Nathan, Nathan King tweeted it. And it is like, it really is, it's better than 60%. And that is otherworldly. Yeah, We're better off shooting that every single time. That should be our go-to play. Yeah, it really Run should. Run the chief offense. He's making it almost <laughs> more like sixty percent of the time. It's let him or Jabari shoot. That's the uh, or, or throw or, a lob, or to, lob to Walker. Yeah, because yeah. Walker's shooting eighty percent on two points in in, I mean, in the conference. Yeah, he's shooting eighty percent on two point field goals in SEC play because I think they are all dunks or layups. Well, yeah, he's yeah. as good as it gets. Hey, oh, he did have a pretty sweet. Uh, a mid-range jumper the other night uh, against Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. It, uh, and the threes that, we can get to. That was an outlier. Yeah, the threes. But the, the mid-range jumper was an outlier on those twos, I think. Yeah. In, in my Walker opinion, Kessler had three offensive rebounds in the last, officially, the last zero seconds of this game. That's awesome. Uh, I wow. think the uh, the uh, stat sheet needs to be updated a little bit. But <laughs> you go look at a play-by-play, it's zero seconds. Uh, Walker Kessler rebound, miss. Walker Kessler rebound, miss. Rebound, timeout. To, in my opinion, so Auburn won two games this week. Mm-hmm. One was not a quad one win, and one was just on the cusp of being a quad one win. The Missouri game is more important. Not just because sure. it's a conference game, but because oh, you played your worst game. They played the worst game they're ever going to play. Yeah. 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 And not only did they win, it wasn't like they played their worst game and held on to a 10-point lead that dwindled. Right. It was they had to scratch and You're crawl beat. for yeah. 40 minutes to eke out a one-point win. Yeah, was it uh, like we had a lead like right at the beginning of the game, and then I think there was like four minutes left when we took our next lead? Like, yeah. yeah. Is uh, this reminded me a lot of the 2020 game in Mobile against South Alabama? Yes, the core mm-hmm. game winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really ugly, like it, it, it wasn't low effort or a dog fight. It just didn't work. Yeah, and then you had somebody just decide they weren't going to lose at the end of the game. And Okoro and Johnson are very similar in that both of them look like their legs were carved out of marble. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think Katie Johnson or Isaac Okoro ever were out of breath in a basketball yeah. game for Auburn. Like, they're in incredible shape. Those dudes are in uh, – a lot of our guys are in shape, but the, we have a couple of guys who are in, like, obviously better 
physical condition than other guys. And Katie Johnson's one of them. I don't think he gets tired during games. I think he could play the whole game, and it's it's just kind of funny that he doesn't. <laughs> it's like he has three lungs. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, we should call him that old Katie, Katie three lungs. Katie three lungs. <laughs> he, he really is. And that's, at the end of the game, everyone's exhausted, everyone's tired. But the guy who's in the best shape, who has decided we can't it's like, lose. like, nah, we're not losing this. Yeah. He's willing to do it. Got one question about the end of this game. Mm-hmm. Why didn't uh, Quanzo Martin have Missouri foul? Auburn up one, 30, 34-ish seconds. I mean, technically the shot clock was on. But That's I, probably I guess why. I understand, going, I understand going for a trap early and not fouling. Right. But once Auburn gets in the half-court offense, foul. you have to foul, right? Like there's yeah. still 20 seconds left. I think, that's, I think you answered it. The, his thought was... We're going to get the ball back with at least four seconds, if not more. Let's get a stop. And the odds are Auburn wasn't going to use up the entire shot clock before they took a shot anyway. Right. Which we didn't. Sure. Um, But what ended up happening was Walker just played volleyball on the backboard by himself. Yeah. uh, And you're right. (laughs) And I don't don't remember the situation fouls-wise. Like, if if they had foul, would it have been a one-on-one? I believe it was in the double bonus already, but I'm not sure. Okay. So let's say it's double bonus, and they foul at 34 seconds left, and they foul. Let's say they foul at 30 seconds left. They only had 17 fouls in the game, so it may may have been one-on-one. Okay. Let's say it's one-on-one, and they foul with 30 seconds left, and they send Zepp Jasper to the line. He makes one, misses one, Auburn gets the rebound. You now still got to foul again. Now you're down two, and you got to foul again. Sure. And now you got odds are odds are the defense is getting the rebound off the free throw though. Not, I mean, yes, they might, but they also might not. And then then you foul again. You're down two. You send that guy to the line. He makes one of two. Now you're down three, and you haven't taken any time off the clock. It you have still, to, it's still a better outcome than not getting the ball back at all though. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, it's not the I, I think, thing I've seen, but it was just like. It's, no, it's I would have fouled, like, but that's I just the argument. I think you're gambling at that point that Auburn is not going to hit a shot because we right. couldn't all game. So uh, sure, I just think you're, you're trusting you're, your defense. But yeah. with our with our fifty percent offensive rebound rate, even if we miss the shot, it's fifty fifty that they get the ball back. Yeah, I was going to say you're playing with house money, but that just kind of goes to either side of the argument. Yeah, there. Like, like, like it's not like you're going for it on fourth down or anything. I really, uh, yeah, I, I would have fouled. But I see why. I see why you wouldn't, with the amount of offensive rebounds Auburn got, you might think they're going to get the rebound off the free throw. Yeah. But or they're going to make both the free throws. Like, hey, Johnson make both the free throws. I ended on three. Yeah. <laughs> you got the ball back with thirty seconds it's left with no chance to win the game. Still a better situation than not getting the ball back. Yeah, but you're going to get the ball back with four seconds left at the most down four. But they, but they didn't. But they didn't. They didn't get the ball back because they didn't get the this offensive is, rebound. This is all hindsight. Though. Right. Sure. Gee. It just it kind of felt like he was falling asleep at the wheel and just like just let it let it play out. I don't know. We can go Tony, on to the Oklahoma game. Though. Tony Barbie did. Is that what you're trying to say? And here's the thing: I like Quanzo Martin. I got a buddy who's I, yeah, a, Mizzou. a good coach. I got a buddy who's a Mizzou fan. He's not right. I have a buddy who's a Mizzou fan and said, "I told him I was like, man, 
I really hate that Quanzo Martin might be on his way out because I think he's a really good basketball coach, and that he gets he continues to get raw deals in his jobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I really think he's a smart coach. His teams play super tough, and they're good for one of these games a year. Like one of these games a year. Well, I mean, and, they, and they beat Alabama too. And they beat it's Alabama right like this year. And he said, "You're you are the third person who is a fan of another team that we play every year who has said that that's all you need to know <laughs> like everyone thinks he's great except for Missouri fans you have to see him every night I was like yeah I see what you're saying like if, if everybody wanted us to keep our coach but us it's not a good sign yeah. but I still think he's a good coach alright let's move on to the to the game against the, the boys from Norman future SEC opponents Oklahoma came in that's right as part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge, which is ridiculous in that it takes place in the middle of the conference slate. I was just disappointed getting to the arena and uh, seeing them come out pregame, and it, it wasn't Kentucky. And I, I was there to see Kentucky. Yeah, because it was sold out. And I didn't get that. Right. Good point. People camped out, I heard, for this game. I don't think they did. They got there before sunrise. That's right. They got there super it early. Was, uh, it was 25 degrees overnight, so uh, I think they – Decided to get against it for Oklahoma. Anyway, they saw a good game by the, by the home team. Who yeah. Oklahoma was? It's not a bad basketball team. They've got some losses, but they play. They have played a monster schedule, um, and yeah, just got whipped by Auburn though. Like, oh yeah. So Auburn played that, two never, games. Never trailed. Auburn never trailed. Auburn shot pretty poorly from three. Didn't uh, take a ton of threes, right? I, I, am I misremembering? Yeah, I think what Auburn's, I think what Auburn's accomplished Auburn's this year. Auburn's six of 23 from three. Auburn's it's accomplished a pretty low number for Auburn, right? It's super low. Middle, middle of the road. Yeah. Got a couple games under 20. We've, uh, we've accomplished the rare feat of being able to say – Two is better than three because we're going to make oh, yeah. 70% of our twos. Yeah, Walker's going to just flush all of them. And Jabari's going to hit most of his that he takes as well. And um, you could see a- Jabari was off again in the first, like, four minutes of the game. Yeah. But then all of a sudden he hit two in a row. And we went, I, I put this in the Slack, like, we went a, there was a five-minute stretch between, like, the, the 15 minute mark of the first half. Was the under the 16 to the under 12. Yeah. Neither team hit a field goal. Auburn scored five points between 15 minutes left and 9.30 left. All of it was Jabari, and it was back to back shots. He hit that three pointer in the corner and then hit the fadeaway shot from the elbow over two guys. And when he hit that fadeaway shot, not only did he point at Charles Barkley, but he. You could just see that he looked at the bench too, and he was like, "Yeah, it's back. Like it's back. Like I, <laughs> I'm back to feeling where I'm confident in my shot again." Yeah. Also, nine of ten from the uh, free throw line in this game, which was huge. Uh, the best three point shooter on the day, though. So, like I said, we were six of twenty three as a team. Three guys hit two. So nobody else had any besides those three. So Jabari, KD, and Walker Kessler all had two. Jabari and KD took five shots, though, and Walker only took four. 
So he's uh, Walker Kessler is your three-point ace. Walker Kessler comes from the Anthony McLemore school of Death Star wind-up on a (laughs) three-point shot. It is. He needs to be wide open to get that thing off. But, I mean, it's it's a good-looking shot. It just it's just a slow moving. The thing he's, about it is he's a trebuchet when he's shooting from the yes. Well. The thing about it is, is he's basically wide open even if somebody's standing right there at him because he's so freaking tall. Right. Uh, as long as it's not another seven footer, he shouldn't shouldn't be shouldn't have any problems. He showed a lot of athleticism in this game, especially yeah, on did. his like. So his first bucket was a was a catch and two-step dunk from yep. the free throw line. Yeah, the which, first first yeah. one of the game. He did not dribble. He caught the ball in stride, two, two steps, steps, one-handed jam. Very athletic, nice play by him. Um, in case anybody was wondering if he was just some plotting center, like, no, he, he can move. Yeah, um, he, he's, he's got the, the, the best moves of anybody, any, any big guy we've ever had. Um, moves and hands, which yeah, I mean, hands. It makes great, him great hands. Uh, it makes him unstoppable. So good. Uh, he I catches mean, everything. He's, yeah, he's, he's got the he's got the softest touch around the rim. Like he can do a monster dunk, but like like he's got know, a finger roll too. Yeah, it's just real soft off the glass if he needs to, and uh, it's I, I just I've never seen anything like that out of out of a big guy, especially at Auburn. It it's really it's really nice. Um, I mean, he's two inches taller than Jabari. Yeah, uh, yeah, more more than that, I think. Three. I mean, three yeah. inches taller. Right, three, three inches taller, Jabari. Yeah. So um, he, he's he's something else to watch, and uh, he's seven uh, one, know? isn't he? Not seven foot. Yeah, he's seven one. Seven one. I think he might be seven two, but oh, well, we better not be. Seven two's the. There's this. <laughs> There's this weird theory in NBA circles where seven two is this kind of like monster. Yeah, like those are the guys who always too have the awkward. Weird, if you're taller than seven two, seven two and above, you always end up with these weird freak foot and ankle injuries. Short or seven you could two be Shaq and Yao Ming. Yao Ming had terrible feet. Yeah, but that's Yao why he's Ming not in the league. Shaq injured, Shaq. Like. Right, Shaq is the only one, and it's because he was seven foot two and built like a brick house. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the the just. But like you look a at a solidly built person ever. Kristaps Porzingis is great, except that he's seven foot two and he has all these but, ankle but, and foot injuries. Walker, he's not gangly though. I mean, he's not he's not Shaq Holmgren. Put it that way. No, he's not Shaq either. He doesn't he doesn't sure. look like a freak, but he also doesn't look like the uh, God Himself like sculpted him out of clay. Yeah, he's not um, Thanos. <laughs> Shaq is Thanos playing basketball. He looks like he, he looks like somebody that's six five. That's just proportioned up to be seven one seven two. I mean, kids, if you're listening and you, all you know is Fat Shack, go back and uh, go back and look at some early Magic Shack, uh, early Laker Shack, even LSU Shack. Uh, yeah, LSU Shack for sure. I mean, the dude was just. Uh, I, we're we're going on a little long about how great he looked, but the guy was just. My, my favorite, the, uh, like it Texas high school Somebody record for he set the Texas high school record for rebounds in a state championship game with fifty. <laughs> so, somebody shared an interview with uh, Kobe from a couple of days ago, and it was uh, somebody was asking Kobe about Shaq, like you know, oh, if he had you know, had your work ethic, you know, what would that have been? 
He's like, oh, he would have been the best of all time. Like, no questions asked. If he was in the gym every day with me, we would have won 15 rings. He would be the best player to ever play the game. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was as good as he was without really caring that much about basketball. It's he was just having much, a good time. He's very much like Bo Jackson in that he was there for the games. Yeah. Uh, and little, little Allen Iverson to him. Yeah, God, yeah. God gave them this ability. They don't need to do anything else for it. Yeah. So, against Oklahoma, Auburn won all four factors. Shot a blistering 51% effective field goal percentage. Again, not even, not even that great. It's, it's below the season average. It's below the season average. I, wonder, I would love to know what our field goal percentage was on twos. I think it was got to be pretty high. I can give you that. Uh, 58% from two. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Jabari, four of nine. Walker, seven of seven. Freaking seven. Zep, seven. three of four. Uh, Dylan Cardwell, four of five. Yeah, yeah, pretty good solid game. Uh, Zep threw in the first half of that game an alley-oop that he overshot Devin Cambridge. Um, <coughs> which oh, yeah. is not easy to do. But he almost didn't overshoot him because Devin Cambridge, had he got he got a finger on it, had he gotten a hand on it, it would have been maybe the most impressive alley up in Auburn Arena history. Because he I, I'm telling to, you, if they had completed that, I would not be on this podcast today. I would be dead. I watched it three times today because I'm I'm watching. I go, if he throws this down, this is he is he is above the rim to the extent he is going to drop this ball into the basket. I, I swear to you, his waist was above the rim. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's playing above the rim, and then there's playing above the backboard. Yeah, right. that's what Devin Cameron was doing. It was, it was pretty crazy. This is like the old Vince Carter joke where he they said he could put a dollar on top of the backboard and then jump up there again and give you change. Yeah, and. Yeah, I, I've never seen anybody jump like that, like Devin Cambridge. I mean, clearly clearly we needed Dylan Cardwell throwing lobs instead. Well, he just made it. Those are just shots. Just, <laughs> and he yeah, acted like he invented the two-foot set the shot. Dylan Cardwell has the best sellies of any player ever in that they're so genuine and so pure and so, like, not pre-planned. They're just in-the-moment celebrations. Right. This man drew a foul just because he went up with somebody else, the other guy fell on him. <laughs> I thought he had just broken his leg the way he was yelling, yeah, yeah. smacking was, the floor. I, had, I, I was I, worried. That was, that was, and then he uh, gets up and is just trying to pump up the, the jungle. And I was like, all right, all right cool. We're good. A bizarre moment, for sure. He, uh, dunk, he dunks game, that he got ball. A tech that he so, 100% deserved. What did he do for oh, the tech? Yeah. I didn't, that, oh, didn't show just, him so he, he made a shot, and then he was just dogging this guy. He is yeah, screaming at him. Screaming oh, at him. Let him know. <laughs> uh, Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> he just peacocking. I, I, you know, I'm starting to see a pattern in our, in our games, and our games go by how well Dylan Cardwell plays. Um, because it, it's it's not so much how well he plays; it's how much he prevents there being a drop off from Walker Kessler going off the floor. Um, I, I think that that's. I mean, if if you look at every game, we struggled against Ole Miss because he had a bad game, um, and there was a big drop off. We 
we had a hard time with Alabama um, because he he was he was struggling there and not not well actually he did he was playing well starter game. minutes yeah, yeah he, he had, had to play a lot against he had Alabama to play too was, much in that game um, because Walker was out like the it the games where we get a perfect blend of Walker and Dylan in a game and there's not a huge drop off there are the games we have done the best in. And I, I have a feeling it's going to be that way going forward. Um, and, and I mean, that's fine. That's, that's what you want. You want to have a guy that, that keeps you from falling off. Um, and we just need him to be consistent. And for the most part, he has been so. Yeah, he's perfect. He's really and, perfect and, for that role. And if he, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to lose if he if he isn't at his best, like Ole Miss, for example. But it it does make it harder for us to win. Sure. When when Walker has to play thirty minutes and has to you know be conscious of his fouls because you're not having the best deal, and then that yeah that is when you know you kind of run into issues. Right. Um, but that definitely wasn't this game. Um, Auburn had a huge size advantage in the front court and just bullied Oklahoma the whole time. Um, was, is Tanner Groves the, the one to beard? I forget which Groves is which. He had a couple shots. Uh, I mean, he's their starting five, and he had a couple shots out um, from the three-point line. And that was that felt like their only semblance of offense. I mean, they, they hit a lot of wide-open shots where they didn't miss any time they were open. But they didn't hit any contested shots either. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and this is a team that well, you know, we said they're really good at two point shots. Yeah. They're uh, let's see. Even even after that game, they're still fourth in the country. Wow. And they shot. Let's see. Well, it gets normal teams. Forty eight percent from two. Against normal teams, they got a lot of dudes that can get to the basket. Right. But Auburn doesn't allow anybody to do that. Right. This is like yep. the, the adjustment that Auburn has unlocked is being able to, to, to beat you where you're bad. Like if you, if you have terrible three-point defense, Auburn has some guys who can hit some threes and yep. they'll beat you that way. If you defend the three-point line really well, but you are kind of soft on the inside like Alabama was, Auburn will just take maybe eight threes in the whole game if they have to and, and go in there and just – Go inside over and over and over again, and yeah. beat you that and way. And Bruce talked about that post game about how you know Oklahoma's defense they you know, they scouted it, and so they you know they defend a little further out, similar to Auburn. Yeah, uh, and that just left all the room in the world for Jabari and Walker and Dylan to just you know hammer it home inside. They, well, it, Auburn played a nineteen ninety eight basketball game against Oklahoma <laughs> and, and and scored eighty six points against yeah. a top thirty defense. That's a that's a very good way to put it. It was very. Uh, Late '90s, early 2000s basketball. Inside out, they played inside out basketball. It's fun to watch. Um, well, the week after they got Jabari to recreate the uh, Chris Porter magazine right. cover, kind of right. worked. Uh, this, this was, uh, you know, retro throwback day. So it's true. It was pretty cool. We didn't mention that. Uh, that's galore. Oh man, okay, which aren't necessarily really an '80s thing, but whatever. Sure. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> What what you were talking about there is really what I has given me confidence this year in this team, and why a month ago I I really 
belief that this this team is the best in the country is that they they're multifaceted they can they can beat you several different ways um and and on top of our depth it's just i i just don't see there's a lot of good teams and i don't see any of them that have both of those things um and that none of them have 10 guys and uh i i just don't i don't see any of them that'll beat you different ways if you take one way away from Mm -hmm. them they'll beat you another way Um, yeah i mean there's teams like you know kentucky you have oscar shibway fantastic in the paint but you know they struggle uh i mean now that they don't have good guards they don't have a ton of depth at guard and that (laughs) came to you know bite them in the autumn game and you got teams like alabama they did play their best game fantastic guards kentucky played their best game against kansas a really okay kansas team they're a good kansas team and i'm not as I don't know that they're the fifth best team in the country. Uh, I mean, they may be. I just I haven't watched enough of everybody else. They're, they're a two or a three seed. Which here's they have more Big Twelve championships than home losses yeah, in right. Bill Self's tenure. Right. And Kentucky went in there and beat the absolute crap out of them from the jump. And it and in a similar situation, Kentucky had to adjust for Ty Ty Washington having a terrible basketball game. He played horrible in that win. He had five points and like three assists or something like that. And they, <laughs> they got the win and without their best player being good. Yeah. Which is something they could not do against Auburn. Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean that I, Kentucky's good. I mean, and I, they're probably better than Kansas. I, I think Kansas may be a little deeper. Um, I I watched, uh, I think, who did they? They played Tech earlier in the week. Kansas, two weeks ago, played Texas Tech in a game that uh, I, I watched a lot of. But. I, they, they struggled in their Big 12 game before the Kentucky game because I watched it and I was like, oh. These guys are going to lose. Oh, that, that actually, man, I was thinking that was longer ago, but that was the Texas Tech game okay. double overtime that right. last day. Right. Um, and I, I just, I wasn't, I expected to be a little more impressed with a fifth-ranked Kansas team than I was uh, from that. Uh, I don't know what they are in Ken, Ken Baum, but that's. Uh, number 11 right now. They were okay. number nine. Uh, okay. That, well, I buy that. Like I said, they, they, they feel like a two or a three seed that if they're yeah. playing well in the tournament, they'll go pretty far, and if not, they'll lose early. But at, at any rate, it looks like Kentucky's like doing what they always do, and they're playing their best basketball, starting to play their best basketball uh, going into the end of the season uh, here. So. I think Kentucky's the top the, five team in America, personally. I think the dirty secret is that they didn't play bad basketball against Auburn. Uh, no, they didn't. Auburn yeah, just played yeah. bad. No, well, we, I think Kentucky's a top five team in America. I think Auburn's the number one team in America. Yeah, we limited we limited their their uh, key player uh, to about you know to his uh, average. Yeah, well, a little lower than his average, right? I mean, uh, he was four, fourteen and fourteen. And I think his season yeah. average was sixteen fourteen. So. Okay. all right. Let's not talk enough about Kentucky basketball on this podcast. Yeah, it's true. Here we go. Taking a quick commercial break. We come back. We'll preview the week. It is to come. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back 46 minutes and 45 seconds into this one. I don't even know. Are we still getting commercials? I'm assuming we are. Yeah, it's pretty so. funny if we don't. We're just relieving space for them every week and you know, whatever fills them in. Tweet at Ryan what commercials you just heard. I'm always interested to see what Google does because I listen to podcasts and I'll get a commercial. And it wasn't, it was a while before I realized that maybe not everybody's getting the same commercials as me. Um, Are you getting the, uh, the dick pill commercials or? No, I get a lot of commercials um, here for like carsforkids.com. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah, right off the car, not the kid. And I guess uh, Brand needs a new car is what I'm hearing. Sure. No, this is, yeah. No, no, cars for kids. Uh, you donate your car, and they give money to kids. You donate the car, they sell it. Yeah. You get the tax write-off for that yeah. amount. Correct. But then they get the money to help out kids get a second chance at a high school education. And uh, right now, that's a lot of money because used cars are through yeah. the roof. Yeah. So Auburn. Plays Alabama, the Crimson Tide, the Iron Bull of Basketball. Round two. Uh, at 8 o'clock p.m. Tuesday night. February 1st. Today, assuming you're listening to this yeah, on Tuesday. It's true. Today, assuming you're listening to this right now, this is happening. Yeah. And that is taking place on Big ESPN. That's 8 o'clock p.m. on the Big ESPN. Uh, should be easy for you to find. Auburn is a 76% to 23% favorite, according to ESPN's Basketball Power Index. They are a 100% to 0% favorite, according to the AU Chief Power Index, which is the correct. CPI. That's correct. Uh, the CPI. Pe- peacock go. Index. According to the Peacock Index, they ain't got a prayer. No, they, uh, they do not. We're going to sweep... Uh, I said it early, early in the season. And when they beat Gonzaga, people started to, oh, man, this Bama team. And I said, no, no, no. We're going to sweep them. It's going to happen. We're going to take everything from them this year. We're going to snatch that soul right out of their body. And they're going to have to sit there and take it. So uh, uh, I'm hoping somebody – Memes the, uh, the the sweep song from after we swept a couple years ago. All the guys in the tunnel and they're just Anthony and Malik just you know, got the brooms out. I um I think the only way this game is close is if they are red hot from three, um, which is basically how this Alabama team goes. But uh, uh, well. That's how they're supposed to go. Yeah, that's how they're supposed she, to go. They're really going to get mad at me. They're really they're bad. They point you to Brian, team, don't say it. Quinterly's the only guy that can shoot worth crap on this uh, team. It really isn't Quinterly. It's uh, Shackelford. Oh, yeah, uh, Shaq. That's what I he's, But He's their best three-point shooter at 37%. They're 31% on the year, good for 286th in the country. Yeah. They're still shooting them. They shoot a ton of yeah. things, though. They're, like, they're top uh, 25 in three-point attempt rate. Just um, version's pretty low. So if they actually hit those, then then it could be uh, quite the game. Um, I, I guess I should uh, throw another caveat out there. Uh, if Walker Kessler is has some crappy fouls called on him again, 
then that'll make it close. Otherwise, we're going to just demolish these dudes. Walker Kessler is going to have 20 points again. And um, and, and uh, Jabari might have a double-double as well. I mean, the, we are going to crush This team's this. actually built just like a slightly better Oklahoma team. I mean, they're, they're a little small in the uh, front court. Really good guard play. Uh, really good at the rim despite their size, which leads to a lot of blocked shots. But if they don't get blocked, they you know, usually make it. And they play a brand of basketball I like, which is why I would love for Nate Oates to go pl- coach somewhere else so Up that tempo, I can be like, excited shlock. about his teams. Um, but they, yeah. This is a, in case you're interested, you have vested interest in this game. Auburn is currently at seven and a half point favorite. Oh, boy. Yeah. With a money line, or sorry, an, an over-under of 155 and a half. Ooh. That's a high over-under. I'm, would, uh, that's a lot. Taking the under on that. Yeah, that is a uh, ton of points. Although we could beat them. Unless Auburn puts up 100 points. Yeah, we could beat them 155. <laughs> possible. From your lips to God's ears. I think they would fold the program <laughs> if we beat them 155. Chris uh, Moore with 25 points in that one. No, I mean, and they're good defensively. Like, like that's the that's the yeah. other thing. I don't. They're not. No. They usually are. What's no, going that's on? The thing. This is. It's funny because this is basically a uh, like pre-2019 Bruce Pearl team. High tempo. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. Maybe they make them. Maybe they don't. They don't play great defense. I mean, they're 71st in Ken Palm, which says it sound that bad, but like for power conference teams, that's pretty bad. Um, oh, well. They, Here's the deal, Chief. They average 81 <laughs> points a game. Trying to really get my peacock up here, Ryan. They average 81 so points a game. They average giving up 75 points a game. Auburn averages oh. scoring 80 points a game. A little lower, but Auburn averages giving up 65 points a game. I mean, we beat this team in their own place. Uh, it, with, a, with a disaster scenario, with Walker Kessler being yeah. in foul trouble the whole time. Yeah. And how many did we end up winning that game by? Four? That yeah, right. sounds right. It felt like we cruised to a four point. 81, yeah. 81 77. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we cruised to that six point win in there, uh, or eighty one to seventy seven. So yeah, you're right the first time. Yeah, yeah. I, I transposed eighty seven anyway. Sure. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna win by 20, 20 point, 20 I love point it. win. I love it. Uh, Christian Cook is gonna get five points in this game. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Over under Walker Kessler fouls. Uh, three. three and a half. Three and a half. Three. Uh, yeah, the, the over. Well, the, I, I would say the line is three and a half. Okay. So I might go under. Okay. I'll go under three. It, it, he's going to be at three and a half. Kester fouls or uh, Preston Cook shots? Uh, Kester, Kester fouls. Okay. Yeah. Because Auburn's going to be aggressive in this game going inside, again, with the size advantage. Uh, Alabama defense, 209th in the country in two point defense. Hey, there may be some some foul calls there. That, Kessler uh, fouls or Kessler threes makes or attempts attempts. Uh, eh, I don't. I don't attempts. Really? You think he's going to shoot four again? I think uh, he's going to shoot yikes. three. I, I think it might be a push, honestly. Okay. All right. Uh, I yeah. I why don't we just pick and roll him to death just right off the bat? Like, I bet they. I bet they get a healthy dose of that. And I think one of the things that we saw against Oklahoma that I'd like to see more of is Oklahoma did a really good job because they have decent guards. 
of limiting our guards, our point guards especially. Right. Wendell had a rough game. We Wendell had a rough game. Sense. Zeb Jasper had a rough scoring game. Yeah, yeah. He did but okay. He had nine points. Scoring. That scoring is pretty good. He just. What it ended up happening he was, was Auburn started running that pick and roll over on the side with Alan Flanagan. And it was yeah. brutal because Flan, yeah. if you remember last year, can play a little point guard if he absolutely uh, yeah, has yeah. to. He, uh, he did run a little point last not year. A, not half bad at distributing the basketball. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't shooting for a reason. He wasn't shooting the ball very well yesterday or against Oklahoma, but he found a different way to impact the game positively. And that was, I'm running this pick and roll with Walker Kessler, and I'm just going to throw it up for the big man as much as I can. He looks like a man the defense. just devoid of confidence at the moment. And, and hopefully maybe, maybe that will help. I think it's just his faith. I think he just has shark eyes. I think yeah. he just doesn't have expression in well, his eyes. Well, it's no, he, he, he passed up some clear wide open shot opportunities after he had, he had clanked uh, yeah. one or airballed one, I should say. And, uh, and, and he pulled uh, the quinter clear, Open open drives the bucket like he passed that up because he had missed a couple easy layups early as well. So the important thing though uh, for playing, even though he wasn't scoring, only three points, uh, three rebounds, four assists, only one turnover, yeah, uh, and only one foul. So yeah, it's, so just because he wasn't scoring doesn't mean he wasn't contributing. Right. Hopefully Alabama has played offensive Chief. stuff back. Alabama's played a way hard schedule. Have they? They're the number one strength of schedule. Do they really? Yeah. Well, but their wins are against. This is why Alabama didn't make any sense. They've beaten a number one team in America, a number four team, a number two team, a number thirteen, and a number fourteen all this year. Those are all comedies, by the way. Yeah. But still, they lost wins. to the number sixty-nine team Iona, number fifty-eight Memphis, nice. number one thirty-eight Mizzou, and number two hundred and four Georgia. Now, for reference, how many teams are in um, uh, college basketball? Uh, I believe it's three hundred and fifty-three. So that is uh, that's what you call a uh, Bad. Quad eight <laughs> loss. They <laughs> they have they have the ability and the talent to beat. Mm. They have the ability and the talent to beat or lose to anybody they play, which is. Got to be frustrating as a fan or as a coach because if you can beat Gonzaga and Baylor, the two teams who played for the national championship last year, you should be a top 15 team in the country right now, and they're not ranked. So did either one of you watch either of those games? I watched a little bit of that Baylor I watched game. a good amount of the Gonzaga game. I didn't really catch the Baylor How game. did they beat them? They made shots. They got to the basket. They made layups. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot of getting to the basket and uh, – not like getting a lot of foul calls, but just being more physical than the other team. So essentially how they played us so well, because um, we didn't sure. have Walker Kessler down there protecting the bucket. Um, Gonzaga famously did not have Chet Holmgren on the court in the last couple of minutes of that game. Not because yeah. of foul trouble. Not because of foul so, trouble. Just, he wasn't playing well. Because he doesn't have the clutch gene. as uh, uh, Was that Skip Bayless? I don't know. One of those yeah. guys. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Baylor didn't even turn the ball over that much. Baylor turned the ball over 16 times to Alabama's 15 times. Like, it wasn't like they destroyed Baylor on turnovers. They just – Baylor shot horribly. Um, 
They shot less than 50% from the field. And Alabama shot... Yeah, I, guess that, I guess that's it. Great. Alabama shot 60% from the field. Well, you know what? That's not going to be a problem for us this the, tomorrow night. Um, we're going to kill them. Uh, it'll be a lovely sweep. We'll have probably sweep graphics up on the uh, Auburn Arena board. Uh, we'll hear a lot of <laughs> from Sonny Smith. And, uh, as long as Katie Johnson doesn't give him a heart attack again. Well. <laughs> I hope I want to get a yeehaw from Sonny Smith again. Look, I, I, I got to tell you, I bet if Sonny uh, could could choose how he goes, it would be a heart attack being given to him <laughs> by a quick point guard. Yeah, uh, against Alabama. Against Alabama, yeah. Um, but by the way, and it's, it's going back in time, but if you haven't seen, I'm assuming they put video out of his speech, uh, Sonny Smith, can you guys banner put up? Yeah, they did. Um, very heartfelt. Obviously, exactly. the, the guy could talk uh, forever, and I think probably wanted to go longer, but um, made an awesome point about, oh, you know, he lives out of a suitcase and always, you know, as a college coach, you're just expecting the next job. And when he got to Auburn, it, Auburn was home. So obviously, he's you know still here. Um, I don't know. It was a cool moment. All right, let's let's move on because listen, if you wanted to go to this game, you can get a ticket right now on Vivid Seats for two hundred sixty-seven dollars. Father, and that's going to be standing room only. However, if you just wait and drive a little bit north, you could go see Auburn play at Georgia. That's on Saturday, February the 5th at 1 o'clock p.m. That game's going to be on the SEC Network. We're going to have a correspondent like, there. But my guys, like Eastern. it's $151 to go to that game. Which makes me Peace. think that makes me think it's going to be orange. <laughs> that arena in Athens is going to be orange. Yeah. Because nobody is going to pay 150 bucks to watch that Georgia team play this year. Am I wrong? Who's paying 150 bucks to watch that team? There's no but way I, that's their normal ticket price. I mean, Auburn fans are. That's that's who. I really hope right. no one. I really, really I'm, hope. I'm, no. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if that the game is 60 40. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tom Crean, uh, after beating Bama last week, you know, he had his post game interview, and he's like, "Oh, you know, this is this is what we needed. We got off the snide. You know, we're ready to go now." In their next game, they come out and um, they they lose to Vandy. So, <laughs> well, you know, can't 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 win them all, <laughs> or or even more than one. <laughs> uh, boy, Alabama plays a nine-man rotation, um, but no, sorry, we're moving on to Georgia. Yeah, Georgia this be a is, nice uh, de-stressor. Georgia is terrible. Um, they, we play that game at noon, sorry, Central, on the SEC Network, Ryan. Thank you for correcting me. That is one Eastern. Auburn is better than them at every single thing we do, um, as far as the four factors are concerned. Yeah, Georgia uh, basically makes their – like uh, so Georgia's defense lets their opponents look like Auburn on an average basis. Yeah. It's usually not a great recipe for success. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, their their effective field goal percentage given up is fifty three percent. Auburn's fifty two percent. Yeah, same turnover uh, ratio. I mean, they're 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 an okay defensive rebounding team. 
It's just they, they are a comically bad defense. Uh, I've been kind of keeping track of offensive and defensive efficiencies in SEC games and graphing them, sharing it out on Twitter. And uh, pretty much everybody's within like a same band in, on defense. You know, LSU's really good. Tennessee's really good. Auburn's pretty good. And then way down at the bottom like, is Georgia. The, the gap between Georgia and like the 10th place team in the SEC is the same as that 10th place team to the first place team. Sheesh. It's, it's bad. Man, wow. They're, they're wins, Chief. They beat Ken Palm 18 Alabama. Ken Palm 58 Memphis. Their third best win on Ken Palm is number 227 Jacksonville. Not Jacksonville State, just Jacksonville. Who just recently lost their first conference game, by the way, in the A-Sun. Jack- Jacksonville State? Yes, yes. Yes, uh, yeah. I could still win the A-Sun. A-Sun. Maybe, a, uh, maybe a tournament team. Yeah, buddy. That'd be great. Uh, they Their best player is playing against Auburn finally, we think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cario mean, he's played every conference game except for the game against Auburn. Um and I, I, I'm not sure what he missed that for. I don't know if it was COVID-related or if he had an injury. Fear. Um, Fear. Poss- quite possibly. Um, yeah, all the it, best players. He doesn't want to face all the best players from his own state who all play for us. Is he so. from Georgia? Uh, I honestly, I don't know. I don't even know where he was last year. I know that Auburn has more players from Georgia than Georgia does. Oh, wow. Tom Green, what are you doing? doing Georgia has, or Auburn has almost as many players – from Georgia's roster as Georgia well, does from last year. <laughs> uh, let's see. Cario Quindo is from Titusville, Florida. Oh. Not sure where Titusville is. It's uh, named after the old uh, television show Titus. Titus. Starring Chris Titus. Starring Chris, Chris Titus. Titus. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Ryan, you know Titus Chris is? Titus is? How does Ryan do? know that yeah, <laughs> Wait, were you surprised there? Oh, yes. Yeah, what? No, oh, he, uh, he stand up on Comedy Central all the time. Oh, okay. That show um, was not good. Uh, I don't know the show. I know his stand-ups. He had a sitcom. Uh, does your, does your mom know you're staying up and watching Chris Titus' uh, comedy specials on Comedy Central, right? I mean, I watched it with my dad. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. He's like the kind of guy whose stand-up probably had a lot to do with, like, blue-collar stuff, but not in a blue-collar comedy tour capacity. Uh, I remember a pretty extended bit about his uh, ex-wife, and and then uh, when he got to do the like, you get in all the pads and the, the, the police dogs attack you. Uh huh. Yeah. So blue collar, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't say get her done. No, no, not a not like the cable guy. You might be a redneck if. Hey, it's not slander, Jeff Foxworthy here. Okay. And Ron White is a. a American treasure. So <laughs> he's the one that doesn't make any sense at those at those things. Because he's I just mean, telling stories. Foxworthy yeah, is hilariously corny, yeah. and then Larry the Cable Guy is just awful. Hey, uh, <laughs> I don't get it at all. I don't either. Uh, I like Ingvall too. He's all right. Uh, here's your sign. Yeah, I don't like that part of Ingvall, but you know. Anyway. They, why? Why was that the deal? That they all had to have like a bit. And a catchphrase. Uh, well, because and, and, and Ron White's bit was just being drunk. Is that what it was? Ron White's bit didn't have a bit. Drunk and out. high and yeah, vulgar. 
<laughs> oh, I love Ron White. Anyway. Uh, we yeah. really don't want to talk about this Georgia team. I no, guess. man, they're, no, they suck, man. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> we're going to kill them. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a nice, easy win up there for you on 1 p.m. on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you and, uh, is, are, are you taking anybody to the game? Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I know a lot of uh, all the people that'll be there, but I just grabbed a solo ticket. I grabbed a solo because it was the only one left at $100 a couple weeks ago, and that was the last ticket at that price point. The next cheapest tickets are up at 150 like Crow was saying. This is a sister or brother would be going with. Yeah, not for that price. (laughs) I've got to to see the ticket price of the Georgia games before and after that one. While you're looking up, the Georgia defense, they are uh, number 300 in Ken Palm. The next worst defense in the SEC is Missouri at number 130. All right, um, so my they, my attitude going into this is just don't really, get anybody hurt. That's okay, the, right. That's the kind of attitude. The I Georgia have. defense doesn't really try. They're 297th in effective field goal percentage allowed, 329th in turnover rate, 287th in block rate, 336th okay, in steal rate. They, um, they just stand there, I guess. Georgia at, at AD, if you're listening, these are great numbers. And keep in Tom Cruise. If Tom Crean, the exact same contract we just gave Bruce Pearl. Oh, yeah. He'll get you there. Just got to keep the faith. I want him to have a clause in his contract that says he has to have – or he has to make one more dollar than any other coach in the SEC. Yeah. That was well, a thing for Saban, wasn't yeah. it? Bro, and he had Les Miles had that for a bit. No, Saban currently has to be the highest paid coach in right. college football. Okay. Uh, Georgia's next home game is against South Carolina. Tickets are not. $111. They are, in fact, $9. Oh. Is where you can get those. So you're saying people want to pay prices to see the Auburn Tigers play. Their next away what? game is at Florida. Now, that's a rivalry okay. game. I don't know if you understand that Florida, Georgia. Yeah. Do they have, like, a snappy name for the basketball version of that? Uh, the world's largest indoor, I don't know, snooze Florida fest? win? I don't know. Yeah, Florida win. Florida well, the other concert. Those are $11 tickets at Florida. Oh. So even Gator fans aren't trying to go see Georgia play. Wow. Huh. So you're telling me people are paying money to see the Auburn Tigers play? They are. And Auburn, in fact, to go back to the uh, basketball power index on ESPN, is a 93% winning percentage of that game against Georgia to Georgia 6.9%. Um, and the Peacock Index, Chief, what are we at? 100% on that one? 100%, 100% on that 100% one, yes. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Auburn is uh, – the line is not yet out as far as I can tell. So Yeah, there's – I was talking with Doug about this earlier today. There's some games that are like such a big spread you don't put out a money line. Um, this game's going to be projected at about a 19-point spread. So Yikes, Spikes. I don't know what the money line is at that point, but um, it might be a bet $10 to win 20 cents. Knowing ESPN's uh, uh, power ranking systems, uh, the chief or the peacock power index uh, may be just as accurate as uh, as theirs, or as scientific as, as what they do. So. The PPI, PPI. Um, yep. Uh, next time we talk to everybody, we'll be seven wins away from locking up. Uh, the old uh, SEC title for the regular season. 
Oh, even even less than that, seven wins away from being undefeated in SEC play. Oh, wait. Five, from only only have... five. Am I am I miss uh, am I thinking of something wrong here? I thought we had more than nine games left, but I thought we had yeah, to win nine. Okay, nine... So okay. okay yeah, we had to win nine to, to nine to uh, have the solo title. Yeah, eight eight to be. Um, at worst, tied with Kentucky, but with the head-to-head matchup win. That's assuming Kentucky doesn't lose again. Yeah. 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 Auburn's going to win all of their games left. Yeah. So, so it doesn't really matter. doesn't matter. There, There is an outside uh, possibility that Auburn could clinch the SEC uh, in Knoxville. So if it's not going to be on home court, can't think of a better place to do it. Yeah. I mean... It's basically home court for us there, anyway. So. Sure. Oh, yeah, I know there's another Auburn contingent that we know will be there. Yeah, and then I, there's I the orange. Uh, there's the fact that we don't lose there. It's you know it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes, man. All Maybe right. Georgia will hire Rick Barnes. Will Katie Johnson go full scorched earth in the first ten minutes of the game in Athens? Yeah, yeah. Especially if the Auburn yeah. contingent there is as yeah. loud as I well, think. Well, you know, he's going to have a ton of family there. I mean, a lot of these guys will. Yeah, just up the street. Um, and hopefully, there's some nil nil money been thrown around to get them all tickets at this point. And, uh, Speaking of nil, uh, and I don't know this for a fact, I believe Baumhauer's may be sponsoring some uh, some football players. Who? What? Because, what's what? Uh, what's what? Huh? Huh? I need you to. What? You better watch what you're talking about. <laughs> on that all I'm that sport. All I'm saying is that uh, in the student section against uh, uh, Oklahoma, uh, uh, there's a few Auburn students by the name of Derek Hall. Oh, Big Jim Black's <laughs> workout partner. And, yeah. Uh, Jarquez Hunter. Yeah. Derek Hall, Big Jim Black's workout buddy. Okay. Uh, wearing peacock t shirts that on the front said. Um, uh, it had a Peacock logo, and I forgot exactly what it said. But on the, on the back, Baumhauer's logo, uh, pushing P since 2013. Uh, I'm still uncomfortable with this uh, this this phrase. Uh, <laughs> it it uh, there's just no way it's not uh, some sort of innuendo. No there's one knows no what way. it means, but it's provocative. It's the people going. <laughs> it, it like the epitome of that. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Yeah. Yeah. I looked it up, well, and the the so rapper who. Who uh, came up with it? Gunna, Gunna. Yeah. in no way defines it. There is no definition of it. Well, it, just, it sounds like, like a for example, said for example, behavior. could be like something that's, that's you know, play of it. When asked if that was what P stood for, he said, "No, no, no. It's just it could, it could be, but no, it doesn't mean that." Mysterious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. A philosopher Gunna is. Uh, I've, I've noticed, so it's not just an Auburn thing though. I've noticed a lot of people no, elsewhere yeah. using it. So, uh, I don't know. It just I guess happened just, to coincide with the Peacock movement, which yeah, yeah. had to Too explain to uh, more than, more than one person that it's not related as much as I want to, you know, be a collaborator with Gunna on this thing. Sure. It's not in the cards. I don't think. Gosh, well, Gunna, Gunna featuring Ryan Starrett on his next one. <laughs> Just going, that's P behind him. No, 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 that's P. 
The S stands for P. The S stands for P. All right, guys. Well, yeah. let's beat Georgia. Let's beat Alabama. Let's go 2-0 and against our second and third biggest rival in basketball. And uh, have a warrior weekend. Keep on pushing that P.